mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to the GameZilla Alpha Podcast. As we're closing down E3 2017, we are tired. We are hungry. We are sweaty in places that you should not sweat from. So uh, we'll see you next year at E4. It'll still be E3. Wait, it doesn't go like one, two, three, four? It'll just be E3 2018. Your your brain really is fried. Wait a minute. My brain's fried because I almost said your fried's really brain. (laughs) Wait, you're messing with me. I know. No, I'm not. It's actually still E3. It's still E3. I am never listening to that pink monkey in the corner. Wait a minute. There's not a pink monkey. Oh, my God. We need to rest. Welcome to episode 15 of the GameZilla Alpha. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle, I think. I He's pink, think. and he looks like a monkey. Wait. There is a pink monkey in here, isn't there? It's you. Wait. Quick, kill it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access to this show, along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and start your patronage today. Thanks to all of our current patrons for your patronage. We couldn't do these shows without you, so we appreciate the support. And we're looking forward to bringing you some new upgraded perks in the month of July. So stay tuned for some polls on Patreon.com where you will be able to pick how we're going to evolve. Yeah, metamorphosis, motherfucker. <laughs> we also... That was really harsh. I'm sorry. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, uh, Detroit Beard Collective, <laughs> Motor about to City say, Gaming. You're about to we say sponsor us. ourselves. Because we are that sweet. <laughs> DetroitBeardCollective.com. Thank you. If you have a beard, if you know someone with a beard, and you're looking for that product to make it smell and feel the best it can, you need to head on over to DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use that code MCGAMING at checkout to save 20% on all orders over $25. That is DetroitBeardCollective.com, and use that code MCGAMING. Today's episode of the Alpha is a recap. It's a a health analysis. Yeah, you know, the dust has settled. The dust has settled. And we're gathering all the dead bodies. The gloves have been laid down. The weapons dropped. The chamber's empty. E3 is wrapping up, and we want to talk about how it went. How is the health of E3? How are the big three doing? What overall thoughts did we have? And, you know, maybe mixing in some, some game topics just to kind of solidify our thoughts as to why these companies are in the current state that they're in. So, E3 happens every year. It's your biggest <sighs> biggest game conference in the world, uh, in California, and it's, it's you know, this year was, what, June 12th through the 15th or something like that, but really it was more like June 9th through, like, 
probably still going on because right. the announcement, <laughs> yeah. it just felt like everything was everywhere this year. It wasn't like save the announcements for E3. It was like, no, let's just uh, spit out all this shit early and then talk about it at E3 and then drop some more stuff after E3. It was, just, it was a mess. So E3, this was the first year that they also offered 15,000 tickets to the public. And from the from the footage and everything that we've seen uh, live, it looks like the place was packed. So packed, and they sold all fifteen thousand of those tickets. Plus, you're talking all of the industry being included as well, which is used to be industry only show. So I think you know, as far as traffic, they're they should be pretty happy with with the outcome. But overall, I think E3 is showing that it's it's changing. It has to change with the times. These PAX Prime, PAX South, PAX East, and uh, Penny Arcade shows, I guess I should have just called them, and, you know, TwitchCon and BlizzCon and all these other, you know, fan-oriented shows kind of popping up all over the world has forced E3's hand where I think they have to evolve a bit more into that fan-slash-industry show. And I think next year we might see that 15,000 go up. Maybe twenty, twenty-five thousand 25,000 tickets are going to be sold, I think. So, I mean, it's a good thing, but I also am slightly concerned that E3 is sh- changing to be like the others. And then I don't want, A, I don't want to see it hurt packs, for example. Right. But I also don't want to see them just change and, and copy somebody and, and fail, too, because they took the uniqueness of E3 and they just threw it out the window. Yeah, I mean... I guess what they could do is uh, maybe blend the two, like just run a PAX like right after E3 or something like that. So it's like, hey, here's E3, which is the the entertainment side yeah, of it still, good. where it's like, here's industry, and then afterwards you can come to Penny Arcade's PAX 3 or whatever yeah, they want to call it. That's a good idea. I think like that's actually really good, where you could have your show and you could have the, the industry be there and... and Everybody's watching, right? And they were like, oh, my God, Mar- that Mario looks so good. I can't wait to play it. Well, you can. The following week is the secondary show for the public. And then the public gets to go and do and try out all this stuff. But that way you're not killing your industry because you're letting too much of the public in. Because mm-hmm. if you go look at it the other way, journalists and, and all those people that are attending, they are complaining because they're not getting hands-on with as much anymore because the lines are longer, because it's taking more time to even – try three games a day you know right and be, so i think you do you have to find that balance where you're not hurting the hurting the industry where they stop even showing up but you're also not neglecting the fan base right the and, and the gamers or is the industry rile <laughs> rally uh, or whatever you want to call it up these uh major companies and like get them on a schedule instead of like oh hey here's when e3 is it's uh the week of the 10th starting monday the 10th and then it goes through you know the end of the week and then they're like, well, we're going to do ours on the Thursday before that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just if you want to run it that way, do it. But, like, schedule it out. Like, hey, here's here's our, our you know, industry slots. It's going to start this Thursday, and it's going to go through Sunday. You know, you could pick your time slot. You're going to come in. You're going to say, hey, here's what I have for you. And then that Monday, right after that Sunday presentation, you'll go into Monday. And that's when the week of, like, the PAX event starts where you could – Basically, get your hands on, get your fan interaction to everything that just happened over the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I do like that. I think that's a that's a. I really liked your 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 initial idea there, being breaking it into two shows and having a two week long celebration, or four weeks. 
Okay, now, now maybe not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just love video games, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Year-round, let's just open up a, a giant museum. Oh, PAX. Arcade. Land. PAX Land, yeah, like there we go. Disneyland, uh, uh, but yeah, PAX. Exactly, yeah, it's like a Cedar Point. Yeah. I like it. All right, well, so E3, it, it seemed healthy, it seemed good, and it, even though it looked very different than, than previous years, I think this E3 was lackluster, is a word I would probably use, where... I think we were expecting bigger explosions, bigger pyrotechnics and just mm-hmm. announcements and they were missing. They just they didn't or or they fell flat, right? They 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 kind of brought it there, but they didn't give everything that the fans wanted and people were kind of like where's the release date or where's Borderlands 4 or or Borderlands 3, whatever you're going to call it or you know like things like that. So um overall I'm almost glad we didn't go. Yeah. This uh, I, don't, been... I don't really want to say it because that's <laughs> kind of how it is. But I feel, however, I do feel like th- the people that were there might have not considered it as lackluster. Because when you're watching it or you're, or you're watching the stream, you know, worldwide, it, it was very lackluster. You didn't get those dates. You didn't get those releases that you thought you were going to see. Even some stuff that they hinted was going to be at E3 just didn't show up at E3. It was just a hot mess of like, okay, this could have been way better. And then you throw all those people into the actual convention afterwards where they're getting their hands on. They might have forgot about the lacklusterness a little bit because they actually got to play the stuff that did get shown. So Yeah, I mean, definitely when you're on, on the floor, I think I think you're gonna it's going to be a little you know, a little bit different, but, you know, overall, if you went there wanting certain things, they weren't, you didn't get them, you know? And and as far as like, would I liked to been on the show floor and been able to go into Kong city and been able to do the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That would have been been really cool. But, you know, at the same time, I wanted to see things that wouldn't have been there if I would have took the trip. And if I would have taken the trip and taken the extra time to to go early, fly all the way to California early so I could actually catch these presentations since they all happened like before <laughs> before E3 even started. Yeah. Hey, your ticket for E3 starts, you know, this day and then all of the conventions yeah. or the uh, press I, conferences were like three days before. I would have been pretty disappointed because I would have flown in Sunday. I would have I would have uh, probably been able to attend e, uh, EA's show and that would have been uh, surprising, right? That would have been the one surprise because... Battlefield did look Star Wars Battlefield did look great. Battlefield 2. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled out a game that no one knew about and dropped Anthem. And Anthem is my game of E3. It's 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 the game of E3 in my opinion. So EA would have surprised me a little bit and I would have been like, "Oh man, we are in for a week, man. This is going to be non-stop craziness." And then Xbox takes the stage. And they put on a good show. Yeah, but the content was just pretty much standard. It was like, here's Crackdown, here's a date, here's this, here's a date. Surprise, you get an Ori sequel. I would have been, I, I mean, me personally, I would have lost my mind. But you know, no date. And then, oh, here's you know, some other games aren't exclusive. Here's our Xbox X. Oh, cool, they called it the Xbox X. It's five hundred dollars. Oh, boo! I thought it was gonna be four hundred dollars. Right? Still okay, but again, right. all the expectations are being missed. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, Xbox was average. And then I'm like, but PlayStation not going to let me down. Now, in between, Ubisoft surprised everybody again. Ubisoft laid out a few new IPs, showed off some some fun stuff, and overall did a good show. But 
I'm there for Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. That's those. Yeah, that's the big three, yeah, right? And so I'm like, well, PlayStation won't let me down. And then we watched the E3 Sony presentation, and I was like, I am so happy I'm not in that theater right now. I almost cried. I like the games were great. Okay, Spider Man looks amazing. Shadow of the Colossus remake that no one knew was happening. Super cool. God of War getting an early 2018 release. All these things were good. But majority of the stuff was, yeah, we knew that was coming. Yeah, we knew that was coming. So there wasn't a lot of, like, hype. It was more like, all right, cool. We can kind of jot these down and expect that we're going to be buying X amount of games over the next six months. Cool. but Man, it was so bad. <laughs> the problem was the presentation. Sony wasn't there. They only had Sean show up on stage twice, and it was a hello and a goodbye, and that was it. Yeah. If you if you listen to the Sony recap that we did uh, here at Gamezilla, I in fact said that it wasn't a presentation and it was a clip reel, yeah. in which like he, he this is how it felt to me. All right. So you go to the movies and you show up early and you get to watch all those free advertisements, and then trailers for all the upcoming movies that are coming out. And you're like, man, this is super cool. I'm glad I showed up early. I got my popcorn. I got my pop. I'm super pumped for the movie. I can't wait. And then, like, as soon as the last advertisement and trailer stops, it says, thanks, have a great day, see ya. And we don't even get to watch the fucking movie. That's yeah. what it felt like. It felt yeah. like the hit, you went and watched a couple trailers and then didn't get the movie. Let alone just the lack of presentation. So there was no marketing of the PSVR other than like a little flash and then here's six games that all looked like trash. And there was no market. There was no marketing for the Pro, PS4 Pro. And so it just kind of felt, it felt like they weren't supporting their own products, let alone supporting their fans. And so it was a disappointment. Then you moved to Nintendo, who I thought won E3, but it was a recorded 25-minute show. So being at E3 again wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> right. So I would have been watching it in my hotel room probably. So, like, my whole thing about this is that I'm like, all right, you know what? I haven't had my E3 experience, but maybe this was not the year. Now, mind you, Nintendo did release or did announce two Metroid games, so I was very happy. I lost my damn mind when it happened, but I would have been able to get hands-on on one of them. But again, when you think about flying across the country, paying thousands of dollars and doing all this stuff, you know, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of glad that we decided to wait, and because of it, we can focus other shows this year and then build 2018 into a big year, too. So... Overall, I we've been, we were able, I think, to um, absorb a ton of E3 because of this because we've been sitting in the studio for four days straight just watching live, you know, videos and and reporting back to the fans. Yep. But and then reading and then yeah, <laughs> and writing blogs and everything. Yeah. So you can go to the you can go to the MotorCityGaming.com website and go to the blog page and you can find my my recap and grade for. PlayStation and Sony, and then Nintendo will be launching tomorrow. So, well, sorry, uh, it'll be out by the time you're li- by the time you're listening to this. Unless you're a patron, then then give it a couple It'd days. Be Microsoft and Sony. You said PlayStation and Sony. Just wanted to ah, thank you, Microsoft, Microsoft and Sony. Again, it's been a long four days. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> you're like the... PlayStation and Sony, and yeah. I'm like, wait, you said Microsoft was a decent uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> presentation. Re- yeah. Like, I'm really glad that, that you the, wrote that. I'm really glad that the pink monkey over here corrects me. Yeah. Have you seen Jazzy Pink Monkey? 
Well, that was horrible. That was terrible. That was not. I will give you one more try. No, I don't even <laughs> want to take it. Like, <laughs> like that. that. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. See, you just need a little. You just need a little. Just I had to channer my had legend pep- of the yeah. hidden temple Good and job. the pink monkeys. Good job, pink monkey. All right. Don't judge me, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I, I, I was happy to be back and, and, and analyze all this, be able to have some fun shows, some live streams, interact with the fan base. But I think overall, the the games were they were there, but some of them were a huge letdown where it was like, you know, Detroit Become Human is a huge game that everybody's waiting for. And we've seen it for multiple years now at E3, and we got no release date. You know, and it was like, that's odd. Days Gone, another one, no release date. Okay. And so it was, I guess for that, it was like you're watching it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch more of a game I already know about that I already saw last year. And all I'm really getting is I, I'm watching more gameplay. Yeah. That's it. Over for, for 12 months, that's what I get. And it's just to me, it's like, you can't even at least say 2018. Like, I don't need a month. I don't even need a day. I just, like, him put out in a year? Are you telling me that this game is that far away that it potentially could be a 2019 game? Is that what that means? And not to mention, imagine, like, the impact that you could have had because Nintendo did it on not even telling you anything about the game aside from their, you know, making it. So imagine if they would have just stalled this out from PX at the PSX, sorry, of last year and then just in the middle of the Sony conference, just had this two come up on the screen. And then Last of Us 2. Like, people would have lost their minds, and Sony would have won E3 because of that. Yeah, something simple like that. Yeah, something simple. So, you know, presentations were lackluster. They they really have to... uh, And even though though Nintendo won in my eyes, they still missed big with the lack of any virtual console announcement, the lack of any online explanation about Nintendo Online. Yes, there's been some leaks since about uh, about um, coding in the systems and, and, and app name and stuff, but realistically, Nintendo didn't come out and, and take care of this situation, even though they launched a website before E3 started. Yeah. And we talked about this in our in our previous episode, which was a you know a, a pre a, a bitch fest pre E3 bitch fest, and you know I was like, well, if they if they took the time to build this website page and put it out on Nintendo.com. Then they're going to talk about it at E3. And they didn't. And I'm like, what is going on right now? And then it's like, okay, well, Gearbox was at a developer conference, this little, this little developer conference, and showed off assets for the new, from, from the new Borderlands. They're going to be at E3 and talk about Borderlands. And they weren't. It's like, yeah. it's like what? You know, Kingdom Hearts, not there. Shenmue, not there. Like these, these, you know, like what is uh, Death Stranding, not there. Like it, it was surprising to me, and that was, and that's that does question the health of E3. So fans wanted to go. Public got the opportunity to buy tickets, expensive tickets, and so does this hurt E3? Where all these people that went this year go, man. The stuff I wanted wasn't there. I'm not going again, right? Right. And 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 it's not because. E3 itself, it's not because the, the 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 tickets were too expensive or the fans didn't want to go. It's because the industry is moving away from the show now. The industry goes, you know what? I don't need E3. I have PlayStation Experience. That's where my big announcements are going to be every year now. 
it's gonna work. I hate to break it. I I don't I don't want to like scare E3 and the and the people that you know run it. But if Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo want to do that, guess what? You don't have a show. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little scary that they're that you have EA has their own show. PlayStation has their own show. Blizzcon, Blizzard has their own show. Riot is starting their own stuff. So when you have this going on, E3 starts to lose some of its uniqueness, some of its, you know, oh, E3 is the is the pinnacle. Maybe it's not as big of a pinnacle anymore. I think the le- the, the battleground is leveling a bit when it comes to gamers mm-hmm. getting their taste of games before they come yeah. out. And they need they need reasoning to be there. Like I think that our idea of running some sort of E3, which directly after you could run a pack show and blending those two together and allowing them to go up on stage and really make an announcement and make make sure that they realize this is the biggest event. You want to be here. You want to tell everybody who you are in the hour block that you're given because this is where it's going to be seen and heard and everything the most. Like a lot of people went into that and it's like, <laughs> it's like sending, it's like they sent their kids up there on stage. Like, okay, go talk about Nintendo. Hi, this is Nintendo. We have video games and uh, we, we have a new console. Okay, Here, bye. Here's, here's Sony. Here's um, Mario. Watch this video because I don't like talking to people. Like, like yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, it felt really weird. And I think, I think one reason why some of these uh, companies are more worried about their own event and more worried about it being a fan based event is that they understand in this day and age that their exposure of their game and their, and their, expo- their, the, the vision of the company and the community all rests in the gamer because we have, professional streamers and we have youtube and we right. have right so now it's like yeah you can go and press the industry and go and press gamestop and whoever you know and all the big wigs they're gonna be like yeah we're gonna give you money so you can build your game but it's just as easy for you to hop on over to kickstarter say i'm gonna start a kickstarter and make a game that every that, that i know the fans want and you'll get funded and because of that a, a, a big wig a, a producer or a de- or whatever a developer whatever it is you're looking for will sign you because you have the fan base, and that's all that matters anymore is that they need the people to like them. They need the Twitch streamers to like them so that the Twitch streamers will stream their game to the masses. Right. Riot loves Faker. Why? Because he's their biggest cash cow ever. Yeah, he's the best player he in League on, of Legends right he now. He hops on Twitch and bl- and breaks records every time. <laughs> like, yep. like, that is the new world, and because of it, I think industry is a little less concerned about having this like professional event and that's why e3 needs to do like a 50 50 like you said they need not not a fifteen thousand and and you know whatever percentage that is they need a 50 50 fan base industry but but at the same time you need to give industry its own private it's like the auto show you know we're from michigan we're from detroit the auto show has the vip night right but even before vip they have the industry night Okay, we're only they let in. That's that's when the people like that's when the Ford people and the Chevy people and the GM people and everybody else, they all mingle and check things out and, and enjoy the show. Then they open the doors for all the crazy people. And that right. So like they have that separation so that the industry can enjoy an event that they're also putting on for people. Right. Because all you are E3 is. Yeah. A, all you are E3 is a building and, a, and an umbrella. You need Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, Ubisoft, EA. You need all those guys 
to fill your space with something exactly. that matters. And you got to make it comfortable and unique and special for everyone that's going to attend. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you how you should do it, all right? And you could take this to heart, and maybe we'll see it, and then I won't get credit for any of it, and I won't become famous and whatever. But <laughs> it should be a two-week-long process, and then each major company should be given three days, all right? So Sony, your day one. The first day is your industry day. You run your press conference, and then the industry gets to go look at the like PAX-type convention hall setup that you've done. The next two days, you open it up to the public, and they get to come see everything that you just talked about the day before. And then you block in Microsoft with the same thing. You block in Nintendo at the end, whichever order you want to put them in. That gives you five days to sprinkle in your your Ubisoft, your EA, your indie titles if you want to fill it, your whatever else you want to do. Yeah, that could work. So, but anyways, I think overall it was a it was an average E three. Um, we got we got to see some cool games. Uh, again, game of game of the E three for me was Anthem by Bioware Edmonton, the creators of Knights of the Old Republic. I uh, I have there a lot a lot of journalists are already coming out and saying it's a Destiny competitor, like. I just like the look of the game. I don't want to sit there and type and label it because I loved Killzone and Killzone got labeled a Halo killer. And the thing it did, it did well was it was a good game. But the thing it didn't do was kill Halo. So like, yeah. I don't need Anthem to kill Halo. I just need Anthem to to be good because it really looks interesting. And yeah, it it could take me away from Destiny, but that's not my that's not my goal. I just want a good game, and the fact that the creator of Knights of the, Knights of the Old Republic, which is a game I love, is going is trying to make this game, gives me so much excitement and hope because of the games I've enjoyed in the past. So, I'm excited for that game. It looked gorgeous. The concept of mech suits and being able to to customize your suit and and have different suits, four player co op, exploration of an open world with with random drops and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it it. It plays similar to Destiny, but again, I just want it to be good. It looks cool. I want more. That was that one piece that was like by the time we were done, by the time we got the teaser trailer, and then we got the actual gameplay, we were like, all I wanted was more. Yeah, I, I yep. wanted you to show me more. I wanted you to tell me a release date. Like, And that was one of the only games that did that for me. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that looks cool. Oh, yeah, that looks cool, right? But Anthem was special. Yeah, I mean, it was that jaw, that jaw dropping. Like, oh my gosh, I can, like, can, can you give me a, like a p potential release date, like 2019? Right. I don't care. You could say 2026 as long as you like give me an idea of when I can get this game. And then, obviously, for me, it, it was my game too. The the best thing I've seen at E3 this year. Um, I was super pumped about it. Me being the way that I am, I am a little. Uh, skeptical about it just because I've never played anything from um, Ubisoft Edmonton. So Bioware or Bioware Edmonton. Yep, sorry, Ubisoft. If it was great. Ubisoft, I'd be worried too. Yeah, uh, Bioware Edmonton. So I just have you know what you've told me about the games that you've played and how how well they are. So you haven't led me astray aside from that episode. You called me a pink monkey the whole time and I didn't get it. That was this episode. Pink, oh, and you are a pink monkey. <laughs> I still have no idea where Jazzy went. But um. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited, but I still have that little reserve just because I don't understand the developer company and stuff like that. So, 
super this game looks awesome though like i can't wait to to get it in my hands and i hope that we get some sort of early access to it at some sort of convention or yeah. something somewhere down the road because absolutely i will wait in line to, to give this a shot for sure so um i wanted to kind of give a little bit of uh, and we talked a little bit about this already but i want to give a little bit of credit to the groups that we could not uh, cover live and we did not do uh, exclusive shows for them but ea um, thanks for you know thanks good job with Anthem. They had a good show where they showed off the um, campaign and everything for Star Wars Battlefront. The game looks beautiful and it looks like honestly they listened to everything that the fan base hated about the previous game and they fixed it. So Battlefront Star Wars Battlefront 2 looks like it's going to be a great game and I can't believe I'm going to say that because I was so upset about the last game. So the fact that I'm going to pre-order this game and going to give them another $60 of my money tells you how good of a job they did at E3. It looks so good. I don't even have to play this game. I could just come watch you play it because it yeah. looks like a movie. Yeah. That's how good it looks. It's beautiful. So so EA did that. You know, Obviously, they talked about their sports games and everything and had a good show. Ubisoft brought in uh, a, some, some new games. They got a new pirate game. Uh, the name is slipping my mind right now, but it it looks more promising than Sea of Thieves to me, in my opinion. So, um, but they also showed off Mario or um, Mario and Rabbids or whatever the the yep. new Nintendo Ubisoft collaboration RTS, which looked really cool. Just dance, of course, every year, and and they had a good show. It was it was a solid show. I mean, they talked about DLC for their current games and and how how um, you know Ghost um, Ghost Recon Wildlands is evolving and stuff like that. So, solid show. Bethesda. Who's that? <laughs> Bethesda. Your creators of Fallout, uh, Elder Scrolls. Um, you have Doom, Dishonored, Doom, all that stuff. You had one of the worst shows I've ever seen in E3. <laughs> I stayed up till midnight because your show wasn't until midnight my time. Yeah, I did not. That with was my wife, the best thing I did in E3. With my wife because she is a huge Bethesda fan. She is a huge Elder Scrolls fan. And you delivered the most lackluster, lazy... Like, I, I talk bad about PlayStation. PlayStation... Would, if I had a grade, just the two of you, PlayStation got the A, and you got an F. Like, that that's how, okay? It was bad. And the only saving grace is that at the very end, you go ahead and, and release uh, Wolfenstein 2 and, and, and show us a trailer. And that's cool. Wolfenstein fans are going to be... F be loving it. It looks great, and and Wolfenstein has has been reborn thanks to Bethesda. But everything else was horrible. The presentation was terrible, and then you're showing things off that just it was like Morrowind on Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. It's like that came out last week. Why are you wasting what I would assume is thousands of dollars per second to be on that stage? in this event, talking about Morrowind for Elder Scrolls Online. Where's the new Elder Scrolls? Where Where is the new, like, the, the stuff you're working on? Where's the new engine you're developing? Because you know you need one. Like, what the hell yeah. are you doing? I feel like they're, they're in that... Um... But don't worry, small you get Skyrim fish, VR. Yeah, small fish in a big pond situation where it's like, you know... Last year and 
a couple years ago was their real big show where they they really felt like they were big boys and they wanted to put their big boy pants on. They wanted to show up at E3 with like like all the big boys and show off all their great stuff. And they had that great show where you feel like a big boy. Yeah. You want to put your big boy pants on? Does that make you feel big? Well, they had the Fallout Shelter that nobody knew about because they kept it so hidden. And they had Fallout Four and they had the Doom and they had all these great things to say. And then the next year it was kind of like okay we have a couple other new things with dishonored 2 and all that kind of stuff and hd skyrim some, yeah some some dlc some cool dlc for the stuff that you did come out with before and, and fallout and even fallout shelter a mobile game had dlc for crying out loud and then this year it's kind of like they just ran out of shit to talk about and they should have just instead of keeping their big boy spot on stage said hey you want to know what we're working diligently here at Bethesda to come up with the next great thing. We're not going to take a stage at E3 this year because we're going to make sure that we have something great for you next year. Like, yeah, this was another one that only one person took the stage and only a couple times, and otherwise they let cutscenes basically tell you everything through a paper mache like uh, theme park of Bethesda land. And what? Yeah, and it was terrible. It was. Oh god. god awful. So wait, did like a was there like a screen and then like during one of the trailers like another floating <laughs> screen started like coming in and no, then just stopped like no, it broke as, halfway through? They're not as classy as Sony. Oh. So no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I I wasn't impressed with Bethesda at all. I know some people were very happy because they're getting the one game they wanted, which was Wolfenstein, but overall I thought they were the they, they had the worst showing at E3, followed by Sony, but you know Shout out to everybody that uh, that put on a, put on a show. I know it's not easy. So even though I sit here and I and I grade you, like no one got below a C. Everyone passed because because they brought games and they brought you know they brought new stuff. It was okay. It's just nothing deserved that perfect score. Nothing deserved the praise of like wow, you really just stole this from everybody. You know, and I think the only one that really did was Bioware. I thought they did a you know they they brought Anthem, and they were ready. They were ready to show Anthem, and they were ready to basically say, hey, we're not coming until 2018, but when we get here, we'll be one of the big boys competing for that open-world multiplayer experience. So, overall, E3, let's give E3 as a whole a grade. So, E3 2017 grade. I'll go first. I'm going to say, with everything that happened, it's going to be a B-minus. Okay. I was going to say I'm I'm giving them a little bit of slack this year just because it was the first year it was open to public. It was something new for them. I'm sure there was a lot of, you know, small fires they had to put out and a lot of new things that they had to adjust to being such a major difference in the, in the gaming industry allowing fans into this, you know, industry only event for the first time. So that being said with how the gameplay and all the stuff that we've seen with the events and stuff like that afterwards i'm going to give them i'd say a c plus it was okay. average for me okay yeah i think nintendo nintendo edges them out you know gives them a little bit of a higher grade with uh with microsoft giving a, and and uh ea and ubisoft all doing pretty a little slightly above average and then microsoft bethesda Bethesda and them yeah. kind of pulling that grade down a bit. Yeah. So Microsoft, not, not Microsoft and Nintendo, uh, I, I feel, yeah. If Microsoft and Nintendo would have had presentations like 
the rest of them, this would have been a horrible E3. They kind of oh, yeah. they kind of saved the day, you know. They did, yeah. Nintendo just had a great presentation. Uh, I loved how short it was and how how many great things was, they gave off. Yeah, twenty five yeah. minutes and and they gave off so much and yeah. you know from from uh, Mario coming out in October to so many games coming this year that we didn't expect this year and it, that was a big reason why we were like okay you know what Nintendo really walked away with this because they just solidified the support for the Switch is here this year and then they dropped all sorts of cool stuff that's coming twenty eighteen and it was like all right well. I'm not worried anymore. I'm just yeah. going, it's like every month, it's like, okay, well, this month I'm getting Splatoon, and next month I'm going to grab um, the uh, Mario and Rabbids, and the month after that, I'm going to get Metroid for my 3DS, along with uh, Pokken uh, Tournament DX, and then after that is going to be Mario, and then after that's probably going to be Xenoblade, and then after, like, it's just like one yeah. after another. And the best thing for me to take out of Nintendo's overall was it was presentable, whereas <laughs> coming after that, you know, the the last biggest thing that they did, which was the Switch launch presentation, which was just atrocious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, Nintendo. Like, why didn't you do this back then? Because, yeah. I mean, obviously we know the success, the success of the Switch and how well it's doing right now, so... I think looking back at it, it doesn't really matter how well they did in that presentation, but just imagine how much better they could be doing right now with that presentation. Uh, maybe. I mean, I still think they'd be going just as strong, but who knows? You know, maybe a, yeah. a solid presentation could have just kicked them a little bit further ahead. Yeah, it's a big sign that uh, Nintendo's back. They're 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 doing it, and the uh, the Switch is getting getting the the fan support along with the game support. So I'm um, pretty pretty happy about t- to to hear all that. So E3 overall was a lot of fun. You can listen to all of our shows uh, right on MotorCityGaming.com or iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. You can uh, rewatch a lot of the streams right on Twitch, which is Gamezilla Podcast. Twitch.tv slash Gamezilla Podcast. Um, and this show will be available Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. If you're a patron member, then you will be getting it tonight, Thursday nights. It's usually when you Thursday nights, Friday mornings is usually when you're pulling pulling the early Alpha show for you. So a couple days early, but um, you know, I, I think we covered a lot of it. I think the blogs on on our on our MotorCityGaming.com w- explain a lot in, in detail of each game. Uh, a little bit about the game, but also a little bit what, like what we thought about it and what we thought if there was something missing, it says it, you know, like, hey, there should have been a release date here. Hey, why didn't, right. we, why didn't we see any yeah. gameplay? You know, so yep. I think the blogs really help um, help fill out the show. So it's, it's just a good experience that you can have all from MotorCityGaming.com. Yep. Grimlock has done a great job on, on the Major 3's blog. He puts all of the trailers in there. He gives his opinions on like he said you know, how they did what they should what they didn't do what they should have done and then you could also uh listen to the uh episode hyperlinked at the bottom right of yeah. the uh, podcast in correlation to the blog so if you're reading the sony blog we'll have our sony podcast hyperlink right there so it's a one-stop shop for you know your favorite developer Yep, exactly. So, and like I said, those will all be up. The only one that's not up yet is Nintendo blog, and that I'm working on right now. I'll have it up, and uh, hopefully next. By the time most people hear this, it should be up. So just keep it, keep an eye on the website. But um, it was so good that he's just doing so much to it. 
No, it was the, Plus, Play- he, it was the PlayStation one that took yeah. me a while because I because his fingers I, are bleeding because he typed the word Metroid so many times. Yeah, that's what I found out. I sent it. I sent it to the editor, and the editor is my wife. So I sent it to the editor, and she goes, uh, "Babe, uh, it's three thousand words, and they're all Metroid." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, really? I didn't notice." <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, no, um, it'll be up here soon. But they're they're all pretty good. I'm I'm really I'm really happy with them, and I think I think I'm fair with it. Like even the PlayStation one, which I wasn't happy with, I I really did when I got to the games. I gave it the 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 love and support that I I thought the games themselves deserve. I just thought the presentation was a was a disaster. It was oh, a hot fucking, mess. It was a garbage fire. Yeah, but the um, best part of it was the waterfall in the beginning. <laughs> right, right, right. right. So uh, and like and like Jazzy said, you can watch all the um, trailers right from the blog, and then please comment on the blog, interact with us, and if you, if commenting on the blog is not enough for you, if you want to debate and yell at me how I'm wrong or or talk about or talk about how you agree and 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 wish things were different, the Discord is where you want to go. You just head on head on over to MotorCityGaming.com, and right on the homepage you'll see join the MCG Discord. From there is a live healthy gaming community where we talk about video games every day so playstation nintendo xbox channels along with all sorts of stuff and public uh talk talk or chat rooms where if you want to use them for you know talking with your friends during playing while you're playing video games things like that those are available to you as well if you're a patron member you get access to some special vip rooms to help influence these shows but everything else is included for free so just join the discord and come hang out with us every day other than that, we just want to remind you to listen to the main GameZilla podcast, which airs every Tuesday. We're streaming it every Monday night. So if you want to watch it live, you want to watch the antics and, and some of the fuck-ups and all that stuff, then you want to yeah. just go on over to twitch.tv, GameZilla podcast. We're on there 7 p.m. Eastern time every Monday night, and then the show airs Tuesday mornings on the same great places, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Except for me. I never knuck fud up anything. Knuck fud up? Yeah. Oh, I get it. You did that on purpose. <laughs> I just thought. You're like, I, I really thought you would grasp that a lot quicker. Again, it's been four days. <laughs> it's okay. true. I'm ready to sleep. <laughs> oh, it's been a good ride. Well, it's been an okay ride. Yeah, it, it was fun. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I think yeah. it's, this is our best E3 coverage ourselves, like what, what MCG was able to do. I think it was great. Yeah. But, um, you know. Our fans needed it, man. Yeah. They, need, they needed they needed us to dive in. Yeah, and if you're sick of current gaming and you're sick of us, then you definitely want to listen to The Legend of Retro, which is our other podcast hosted by Xander and Chops, and they talk about old-school retro games. Each episode is about a specific game or genre or series, yeah. and uh, they air every Thursday. So every Thursday, so. same place as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. They just had an episode about Kirby. They did. They just did yeah. Kirby. And uh, there's a new Kirby game coming out. So you learn about Kirby so you can play the new Kirby game. See, it's important. Yeah. You got to learn your history. That's what I'm saying. Or otherwise, <laughs> it'll just repeat itself. That's right. And it already is. See, we're getting another Kirby. It sucked back into the past. Like Kirby does. Suck. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, he, he actually sucks. Right, not, yeah. Not like the game sucks. Yeah. Kirby's cool. He's yeah. just physically, like... Yeah, he's like... Like a vacuum cleaner. Right. Okay, cool. Just to make sure we got that covered. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for tuning in to episode 15 of the GameZilla Alpha. And uh, until next time, game, game on. on.